Quantum Marketing Radio, the marketing podcast for insurance agents and financial professionals. And welcome to another episode of Quantum Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Louis Hillman, alongside the Leverage Marketing Guy. Hey, Jeff Thompson here. And we have the pleasure of having Mike Scortino joining us on the show today. Mike is the author of a best-selling book, Gratitude Marketing. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of Gratitude Marketing, a firm that specializes in helping businesses grow and prosper through carefully nurturing meaningful long-term relationships. And uh, Mike's coming to us from uh, just outside New Orleans today. Mike, pleasure to have you on the show, and we appreciate your time. Hey, thanks, guys. Really looking forward to it. Let's jump right in. Gratitude marketing. What does that mean, and uh, what is your mission? You know, gratitude marketing is really all about recognizing and developing more meaningful relationships with the clients that you as a financial advisor are committed to for the long term, not just one transaction. You know, it really is a client-centered program that, that helps you to narrow the focus and maximize those relationships that you've already cultivated, as well as selecting targeted prospects whom you've identified as ideal clients. And, Louie, my mission is, is really very simple. I want to help thousands more advisors achieve what they want in their life, as well as helping clients achieve what they want. And I think you do that by helping others show gratitude consistently to the people they serve. Now, your your background is uh, a financial advisor. Was there a turning point in your career where you realized that cultivating these personal, deep relationships, I probably would even um, venture to say friendships with your clients, where you realized that was what you needed to do to be successful? Is there, you know, kind of a, a uh, the light bulb went on moment for you? Uh, yeah, there was. You know, I, I understand the struggles that, and problems that advisors face, you know, how you get new clients, how you, how you retain the clients. You know, when I entered the business, guys, it was back in the, in the mid eighties, the early eighties. And the dollar was back then was at 776, not the 18,000 it is today. And, and I know what it means. And I know you can physically dial a phone 300 times a day, day in and day out. And the aha moment for me, Louie, was when I realized I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. So what that did is it led me to seek out some proven creative ways to market. You know, for example, I got one idea alone in this book that, that helped me go from opening 10 new accounts a month to 30 to 35 new accounts a month. And, and what I learned is that you got to get out. You got to establish the relationship. And most importantly, many times you got to step out of your comfort zone to do it. So Mike, um, I guess uh, I'd like to find out a little bit more about what exactly is gratitude marketing. What are the elements that make it up? And, um, you know, for somebody that is seeing this for the first time, uh, tell us a little bit more about it. You know, it's what it really is. It's a focused effort, uh, Jeff, to to stay top of mind in your community. It's not about a single event 
but it's it's a sound way of doing business if you want to do three things. If you want to increase your client retention, if you want to increase referrals, which in my opinion is the ultimate marketing strategy, and if you want to increase revenues. And and you do that, it, it's really a change of mindset. What we're doing here is we're going from uh, working with a client where the client has sold something to prescribing something. We're going from just making the client money to making a meaningful difference in their lives. And we do that over time, day by day, by utilizing various strategies to build that more meaningful, deeper relationship. You know, people do business with people. You know, I can't emphasize that enough. And, and oftentimes we get involved in, in ideas that take us away from the core principles that, that have built any successful financial practice that I've ever worked with. And that is the relationships that you have with your clients. I noticed in your, your book you mentioned that uh, traditional marketing speaks at people and gratitude marketing engages and connects with people. Um, is there any particular technique to... Oh, there's, you know, there, there's a bunch of techniques, uh, Jeff, but, you know, what it all boils down to, it all boils down to being creative, to being entertaining, and, and to standing out from the crowd. The, the whole idea of gratitude marking for me came about in, in kind of an interesting way, in, in a sense that um, instead of writing the book first and then going out and putting together seminars and presentations, I actually took all the time I had in the business. I used to travel the country and call on financial advisors. And I would love to ask the question with the corner office guy, which was usually the biggest producer in the office. I used to ask him, hey, what, what's made you successful? And what most advisors don't realize is that these guys are very willing to share their success secrets. So over the years, I just kept those ideas and kept the file and, and, and put it together. And so when I came up with the idea, I actually put together a seminar first, went out and tested it in front of groups, and then I went back and met with a number of the advisors that I had worked with over the years and said, hey, let's tweak this thing. Let's refine this thing. And interestingly enough, the first time I sat down with, with my editor, she asked me a simple question. She says, is this book going to be a how-to book or an inspiration book? And my answer was yes. And she said, wait a second, that's a, that's a question, the answer to which has to be one or the other. But once we got to talking, she realized that it really was about sharing a unique perspective in the financial services business, and it really was an opportunity to inspire others who are either starting out in the business, maybe have plateaued in the business, or are trying to plan for their exit from the business, a way to inspire them to do that. And that really has been my driving force, which the, the important tie-in here with gratitude marketing is that gratitude marketing, if done right, can be an excellent way for an advisor to make a smooth transition succession plan to the next generation that buys his practice by implementing the systems and putting them in place so that when the, the younger guy comes in and buys the practice, he can continue to, to run it in the same manner and generate the same amount of revenues, you see. As a financial advisor, what I'd like to get your opinion on is we work with um, hundreds of advisors that have a lot of different 
approaches and different strategies. Some are very analytical, right? Make very numbers uh, based presentations to close sales. I'm curious to see from your experience how you balance making a uh, you know uh, an analytical sale versus something that is relationship based or how they complement each other. I, you know, I, I think they complement each other uh, very well when we, when we step back and we really think what clients relate to. And, and clients relate to stories. And, Louie, I've taken the most analytical advisors in the business. In many cases, I, I've worked with CPAs, and you can't get more analytical than that, that didn't have any investment business. And with an 18 to 24 month period, I've moved them to a place where they're now making more from their investment side of the business than they are from the accounting side. And the way that we do that is simply is using stories to take analytical, complex information and break it down into parts that people will understand. You know, it's, it's all about that. What makes our business tick and what makes a successful practice is the ability to be able to have that meaningful connection with the client. And no matter how analytical you are, I think ultimately, if you think about it, your business gets back to those relationships. Does that make sense? Yeah, and just kind of piggybacking off of that, I mean, are those, you know, those kind of um, client-nurturing relationships, are the advisors that you work with, are they having more success outside of their office, you know, on the golf course is always a example used, but I know I have an advisor that takes all of his major clients hunting and that's where he really closes the business, so to speak. Well, you know, it, 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 that's, that's an excellent question and I'll answer it this way. Um, what my experience has been is that everybody has their own style to utilize these concepts. And so when I designed the book, I, I used the restaurant concept. Let me just give you an example. Think about your experience when you go in the restaurant. You've got to make four choices. You've got to decide what appetizer you're going to get, what salad you're going to get, what your entree is and your dessert right off the bat. Okay. So you look at the menu and have all these choices and you make those four decisions. So I said, why can't we take these ideas and why can't we divide these up in a similar fashion? So what I did is I divided the ideas up into four quadrants, a personal quadrant, a fun quadrant, what I call a seasonal quadrant, and a mindful quadrant. And in each of those quadrants, I list like ideas. So if you've got a guy, for example, you mentioned the guy that uh, that might want to be uh, take his guys out to the, the golf course. I've got an idea in the book that's a little different than what most people do and what I, I've done for years, and that is playing golf tournaments. I've got an idea that a guy used very successfully, and what he did is he put on golf clinics for clients. Now, think about that. You, you take a passion that a client has and marry it to a true need for financial services, and you've got a better ability to probably pull a guy away from his office to come out, get that golf lesson, and then get enriched with some financial information that you might provide. What that also allows for you to do is to follow up in a very friendly setting. So all my strategies are about taking what 
I didn't like to do, and that was the coal aspects of the business, and turn them into warm, hot aspects, you see, so that that relationship uh, heats up a lot quicker. Well, I'll tell you, if you could help me break 80, Mike, I'd be moving my money over to you as well. <laughs> and you know what? As you know, uh, past perform past performance does not ensure future performance. So <laughs> we'll try and see what we can do. Especially in golf, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But you know, the, the, getting back to the ideas, it really is. It really is about the experiences. What what clients remember are the experiences that you create. And if you can create lifelong memories for your clients. They're going to be a lot more forgiving when we get into volatile times in the market because of that personal relationship. So, you know, it, it's funny because I, as I've gone through the process of writing this book, I got to tell you guys, I've become much stronger in sense of, of gratitude. And it really has deepened my commitment to helping others to build stable, robust and sustainable businesses that are based on strong values and morals. And that's really a key to, to what we're all about. So Mike, I've got a follow-up question for you here. Uh, a lot of agents aren't necessarily super creative in coming up with these unique ways to connect to people. How can your book kind of help them uh, be a little more creative, I guess? Uh, well, the way, the way it can help them, Jeff, is there are uh, a number of ideas. There's 33 ideas uh, in the book, as I said, that are divided up into those four quadrants. So I think as you and I talked about in our initial discussion, boy, this is not rocket science. What this is, is this is following the path of those that have been of success before us and simply following their ideas. And, you know, what's interesting to me is that there are a lot of ideas that are so basic, yet a lot of these producers used when they started out in the business, they were so successful that they tended to move away from them and they got, they, they, they got committed to maintaining their business. Now they get back to, okay, how do I grow my business again? They tend to go back to a lot of the ideas that got them there. And, and, and so, you know, I try to, to be that, that conduit of those ideas. And my idea has always been to, to share an idea that I get from a guy in Minneapolis with a guy in, in Dallas and vice versa, because they're, they're, it, we're to the point where a lot of these ideas, once again, are proven and it's just a matter of implementing the ideas. Does that make sense? Yep. And the idea is ultimately that you're showing gratitude to your clients by doing something special for them so that they're, that you're more memorable. Is that, you know, you're right. That's exactly what we're doing. But, but I think it's in, I think it's important that they, they integrate these ideas, if, if you will, into their daily routine. And, and, and what I mean by that is they get to choose who they want to work with. Yeah, they do. But most people forget that. So I, I have an idea in the book, for example, it's called the Dream 100. And, and what it is, it's a list of 100 prime prospects that you might want to work with. And it might take you three months, six months, 12 months. Heck, sometimes it may take you three to five years to do business with these people. But these are people that you know will be worth your efforts. Once you put that list together as an advisor, 
all you have to do is ask yourself, what are you going to do to market to that Dream 100 each and every month without fail? And I don't care if it's Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, email, uh, snail mail, seminar, whatever it might be. Your goal, and this is very important, your goal as an advisor is to be everywhere your clients and prospects are, not just everywhere. And where marketing has gone wrong for advisors and, and for many businesses is that marketing speaks at people and it doesn't connect and engage with these people. So if I'm an advisor today and I'm, I'm considering, you know, if gratitude marketing is for me, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to ask myself four key questions before I target the Dream 100. I'm going to ask from the client's perspective or the prospect's perspective, why should they do business with me, first of all? Then I'm going to ask them what I deliver that nobody else can in the community. I'm going to ask them why I exist in the first place. What's my mission? And what distinguishes me from everybody else? You know, the whole idea here is to take an advisor, and it goes back to something you asked earlier, Louie, is an analytical guy. You know, how does he embrace this? Well, take what your strengths are and play off of your strengths and your passions. And you can do that by applying this. Because what I've found is that if you make gratitude a constant in your business as you acknowledge your clients and you encourage your staff to do the same, success follows. It's pure and simple. All right, we're talking to Mike Scorantino. We're uh, about at the halfway point of the interview. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more here on Quantum Marketing Radio. It's time for you to take charge of how your business appears on the Internet. Potential clients are researching your name and business the moment you hang up the phone. They want to see your website and confirm that you are credible. The ECA Footprint Kit is the perfect quick start solution to help you create a positive online presence that will give your clients confidence in doing business with you. Start being proactive on how you appear online by signing up for the ECA Footprint Kit today. Find out more information at www.ecafootprintkit.com or call your ECA marketer at 800-356-4189. And welcome back to Quantum Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Louis Hillman, alongside the Leverage Marketing Guy. Hey, everyone. Jeff Thompson. And we are picking up our conversation with Mike Scortino, uh, the author of Gratitude Marketing. And, um, you know, Mike, let's get into some actionable items. How can advisors apply your teachings, your lessons to have more success with their clients? Sure. Um, you know, I am a, I'm a huge believer in that if you want to do more business, if you want to build your business, start by regularly thanking the people who are already giving you business. You know, what I found is, is, is a mainstay of gratitude marketing is that the appetite for a sincere thank you is unlimited. Think about it. Do you ever get tired of anybody telling you thank you? Most of us don't. You know, recently I had a, I had an inquiry on my website from a top advisor that I had worked with for over 30 years. Now, I gave the guy a call, and after talking with him for about 10 minutes, he mentioned to me that an idea in the book was a huge wake-up call for him. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, 
He's been in the business 30 years. I know he's one of the top guys at his firms. What was that one idea? And he said, Mike, he said it was the thank you note idea. And, and I call it, I call it a message in the mailbox in the book. And he went on to explain to me that when he started in the business 30 years ago, that he used to write thank you notes every day, but sometime along the way, he just stopped doing it, right? It was, it was successful. Now remember again, this is one of the top producers in a very large national firm. He told me that since he had completed the book two weeks ago, that he disciplined himself to take my suggestion and write three thank you notes a day. So I said, all right, let's do the math on, on this one idea. We got three notes a day times five days a week. That's, that's 15 notes a week times two. That's 30 thank you notes. Guys, imagine the ripple effect on his business. You never know when a few kind, sincere words are going to impact your client's life at the right time. But, you know, if we stop there, that's a great idea. But I want to take it a step further. Because everybody today emails, using direct mail can be a huge differentiator for you and your business. And here's a stat that I ran across while writing the book that just floored me. It said, according to the U.S. Post Office, a typical American household these days waits nearly two months before a personal letter or thank you note shows up in the mail. Now, guys, when did the popularity of writing end? Or have we just identified an opportunity that can set your business apart? I think we've identified a tremendous opportunity. But once again, everybody's heard of thank you notes. How many people implement them? Hey, the successful guys do. Peter Drucker, one of the most well-known management consultants, why? 12 thank you notes a day. I'm not demanding 12. I'm asking for three. Small little change to make a big difference in your business. Couldn't be said better. Well, I'm looking at page 135 of your book where you have a nice little graph uh, showing the four quadrants, the mindful, personal, fun, and seasonal. Yes. And some of the ideas that you have here. Right. Looking at that, I'm thinking, wow, if I'm out there in the field, that's a lot of stuff to do. Are there, should I take, you know, typically in implementing this, would a guy take one or two ideas from each quadrant or how do you, how do you help somebody actually put this into action? Let's go back. Let's go back to the, the restaurant example I gave earlier. Okay. You look at that quadrant and that quadrant is just like a menu at a restaurant. So before you pick the appetizer, the salad, the entree and the dessert, what my suggestion, Jeff, would be to go in and pick an idea out of each of the quadrants. And then you got to ask yourself, what's it going to take for me to be able to implement each of these ideas? And here's an important point. Re record your commitments. I've got a number of charts uh, in the book that allow you to put down on paper what you commit to. Then you schedule the activities on what I call a gratitude marketing calendar. Okay. In other words, I look out and I plan my year. I, I can tell you what's going to happen each quarter in those quadrants. And then you use the, the templates that I have in the book to chart your progress. And most importantly, Jeff, if it's working, keep doing it. If you find that it's not, then you go to another idea within a quadrant. The way I see it, 
you give it 12 months, four ideas, one out of each category, and then you go from there, I got enough ideas to keep you going for seven years. And I've just started. <laughs> yeah, I see there's more than enough. Um, so when somebody starts using this approach, uh, what do you think the biggest impact is initially? I mean, it seems like this would be really differentiating, you know, yes. compared to the average advisor that isn't doing any of this stuff. Right. Um, what other, you know, what other impact is there beyond that differentiation? I mean, obviously that's significant. That helps really, you know, set one person apart from the other guy. You know, right. what else is, uh, what else comes out of this other than? Well, let's go. Let's go back to remember what our what our three initial intentions were: to increase retention, increase referral, and increase revenue. Here's the deal. What I think comes out of these ideas more than anything else is what I believe is by far one of the best marketing strategies I've seen, and that is to cultivate consistent referrals. Every one of these ideas you can use to cultivate. <clears throat> Think of a big oak tree, okay? A big oak tree has all these branches, but it all starts at the trunk. Well, the idea is the trunk, and then from that, you get all the referrals and all the different ideas. Hey, let's just really easy math. You got 100 clients, and each client gives you a referral. 200 clients doesn't get much easier than that. Is that possible? Yes. Absolutely yes. Because what you know is going to happen is some are going to refer, but others aren't, and the ones that do usually go overboard. You know, I had a I had an advisor to give you an idea of, of how to implement a referral idea. I had an advisor that years ago used what I thought was just such a very basic idea to absolute perfection. And he called it his birthday lunch idea. Okay. And as you'll see, it doesn't get much simpler than this. Through the years, what the guy did is as he brought on new clients, he logged them in to his monthly birthday calendar. Now, think about how basic that is, right? And his thought was that by doing this one thing, he was creating a way to recognize the trust that his clients had placed in him, while at the same time nurturing referrals. So the way he executed the idea was each month, he would call his clients who were celebrating a birthday in the, in the upcoming month, and he'd invite them to lunch, encouraging them to bring three friends along. Now, think about it. What client's not going to respond to to that type of warmth and gratitude? You know, it, it goes back to the old saying, if, if you want the heart to prompt the mind to do what logic points to, a warm, caring attitude is vital. Now, getting okay. off the birthday lunch idea, um, you know, what is your advice to the advisor? I mean, are they at lunch talking about their services at all, or is it just that they are warm and friendly and, you know, I, I guess where do you draw the line between providing that um, enjoyable experience for the client and asking them to bring the friends and the referrals versus using that as an opportunity to talk business? Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I am a huge believer in that if you cultivate the relationships, the business takes care of itself. And, 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 and great, Louis, that's a great follow-up. So, Because let me go back to the birthday lunch for a second. What do you think happened to the growth of this guy's business as well as his client retention? It wasn't unusual for this guy 
to invite his client each year and have the client bring the same three friends to lunch. Now, what did this do for the, the advisor? Remember I told you before that you get to choose who you work with? You get to choose who your ideal client is? Well, what this allowed the advisor to do is it allowed him the opportunity to get to know the friends prior to taking them on as clients. Guys, we got to get in a mode that we're going to attract clients, not pursue them. And these are strategies that we use to set ourselves in business that way. It's very, very, very powerful. Think about it. If somebody gives you something and takes it away, you want it even more, don't you? So you build the relationship with the client, and you start attracting business, not having to pursue it, because you're doing it in the natural course of your, of your, of your business. What's beautiful about this idea is that once the friends became clients, guess what the advisor would do? He would then tell, call him and have him bring three friends. So you basically, as the candles each year increased, you basically fed your perpetual referral machine. And think about it. How difficult is it for you to do that? How difficult is it for you to take four people to lunch two, three times a week? Not very difficult. At the same time, you're cultivating that machine. Well, I, I, I love it because I think a lot of people, you know, are given or have seen referral systems that have an uncomfortable kind of pushy way to ask for referrals. Right. And this is a really natural, fun event for the advisor as well as for the clients that leads to referrals without having to make it sort of a forced deal. So I love it. Yeah, and, and, and Jeff, if, if you, if you're looking for other referral ideas, that's just one idea. In the book, I've got about five pages devoted specifically towards referral ideas. And, and, and I feature in the book four placards that, that I found as I went through offices that, uh, were very subtle ways of asking for referrals. Because, you know, what the studies show is that clients are willing to give referrals if you provide the service. However, we don't ask for them often enough. So we may be uncomfortable in asking directly, but there's a lot of other ways to do it. The birthday lunch idea, the, the placards, you know, passive ways to, to ask for referrals, all meant to uh, not only deepen the relationship, but uh, but to build a business as well. I think that alone takeaway from our podcast today for a lot of guys because uh, from my experience a lot of agents struggle with you know how to ask for referrals in an effective way right feel like it's often forced so you know having these ideas at their disposal so that they can have a real natural way where clients are sort of prompted to refer on their own and it's uh, really not a pushy way it's really much more organic and natural but you're just setting it up basically you're kind of queuing it up so that they can refer to you easily. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, obviously you've worked with a lot of advisors. Um, how, how have some of those guys added this gratitude marketing process to their daily routine and their practice? You know, they, they've added it in by involving their staff. And I think that's a very important part of the process. Um, you know, m most offices, they'll have staff meetings and, and they'll cover a lot of the administrative part of the business. But if I'm an advisor and I'm meeting with people on the hour, or on the half an hour, and my slate's full, there's a lot that's going on out in the reception area 
that if the staff is trained to listen to what the prospects and, and clients are saying and then relay that to the advisor, there's a lot of business that can be had. What, what I try to, to, to tell advisors to integrate this into the practice is, is for them to be very aware of, of what's going on. And I tell them to train their staff to give the prospect the experience that they would have if they were to become a client. In other words, show them what it would be like to be a client of your practice. And that starts with the smile on the face of the reception, the way you follow up the calls, the way you generally conduct your business and and, and your practice in general. And that's integrated into everything you do on a day-to-day basis. Gratitude marketing, remember, is a mindset change. It's a change where you're recognizing people on a consistent basis and, and therefore they are they are very willing to, to, to help you as well. So looking at all these ideas, I just have a follow-up question. How much does it typically cost somebody in, in terms of time and money, you know, to implement this? Well, that depends on the ideas selected. Um, but one of the things that I would mention, uh, being that I worked in the industry for a long time and called on advisors, uh, I know that representatives from money management companies, insurance companies, and so forth and so on have budgets uh, that can be accessed. I know I certainly accessed them, and I know I wrote many a checks over the years to advisors to implement their marketing. So I would say, um, to, to, and I instead of giving you a direct dollar and cents answer, I would say that you got to look, you got to look at what this can provide you, and you got to look at who can help you leverage this this idea. And, and these firms are very willing to help participate uh, in these costs. I mean, think about it. You take a simple idea like the thank you note idea that I mentioned. You know, how much does it cost uh, you to buy thank you cards? You know, how much would a hundred thank you notes cost? Uh, and then think on the other side of the equation, what would the impact be of those 100 uh, cards? And the time, as far as time is concerned, you know, I'm a big believer. I, I try to discipline and time block, and I try to do this on a daily basis. But a guy will tell me, he says, Mike, I, I don't have time to write three cards today. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, do you sit down on the weekend and watch a football game or a basketball game? So, well, great. Take your 15 cards and write them up. Then send out three a day if you want to. It's not a matter of when you do it. It's just a matter of that you do it on a regular basis. Well, I think an important point to kind of get back to is, you know, earmarking a percentage of your revenue or your commissions to reinvest in these client appreciation events or marketing, um, you know, strategies to show that appreciation, that it's really an investment back in your business. Uh, you know what, Lou, you, you hit the nail on the head. It, when you start, when you stop looking at these as expenses and start looking at them as investments and, and, and monitor the return on the investment that you get, you will find how much sense utilizing these strategies makes for your business. But, but once again, it gets back to that mindset. You've got to adopt that mindset. There's not a more important expense to the long-term stability uh, of a practice than the money that you invest regularly in marketing. The problem in the past that is that it has been viewed as an expense and not as an investment. And I, and I think when you start to see that, and most importantly, 
once you start to see the results, the results will help fund those future investments. Well, and just looking at your quadrants, there are actually quite a few still in here that are virtually no cost or certainly bootstrap kind of, you know, minimal budget. Yes. That can make a big impact too. So, um, so advisors really potentially of any marketing budget can implement gratitude marketing. It looks like from just with looking at your, your quadrant here. Uh, without a doubt, you know, it, it, it's funny because um, I, I look upon this the same way I do if somebody calls and says, hey, Mike, we, we need you to come speak. And my first question is, what's the budget? Um, because from the budget, we then determine what what we can do and what we can deliver. OK, uh, and, and, and you're very right, Jeff, in, in the fact that even if you're starting out like like I was early in the business. Right. Uh, there are ideas that you can utilize. But the key is. The, the, the key is once you once you have success with these ideas that you continually roll back a percentage of those profits back into fueling that marketing machine. Okay, don't stop doing it. There's no reason to stop doing it. This thing can be as big as you want it to be, but make sure that you have the capacity, the staff, and everything else to be able to handle the business that you're going to get once you start implementing this. Uh, at the end of our podcast here, but I have a, one more question for you. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have the listeners have some takeaways. So, you know, maybe could you share three or so takeaways for our listeners that can help them get that focus and gratitude marketing mindset that's going to help them produce some immediate results? Yeah, I'm going to share the three that I use um, in in my speeches, in my training. Um, I give a number of examples as, as I go through the trainings, but I'm going to sum it up this way. Number one, while gratitude is often unexpected, it is always welcomed. I've yet to see someone who didn't welcome a gesture of gratitude, okay? Number two, I already said it earlier in the, in the show, the appetite for a sincere thank you is unlimited. People love to hear people acknowledge uh, them. You know, it, it could be something as simple as opening the door for someone. Uh, you open the door for someone, in all likelihood, the studies show they're going to say thank you. So the appetite is unlimited. But number three, and I think this kind of summarizes the whole gratitude marketing uh, strategy, is that give your clients the best experience possible and you create clients for life. And most importantly, you become their last financial advisor. Period. Period. Mike Scortino, it's been a pleasure having you on Quantum Marketing Radio with us. For our listeners that like to get their hands on a copy of your book, Gratitude Marketing, what's the best way to go about that? Uh, they can go to my website, which is gratitudemarketingbook.com. And, and to kind of give folks a, a jump start on this, um, I, I got a special free marketing tool that I want to offer to them. It, it's a one-page worksheet that I use to get referrals, to retain clients, and to grow revenue. And they can get that by going to gratitudemarketingbook.com forward slash FA for financial advisor. So once again, that's gratitudemarketingbook.com forward slash financial advisor. 
And I would love to hear feedback. I would love to hear from anyone who feels that this is something that they can use to increase their retention, increase their referrals, and increase their revenues. And they can reach me at Mike at GratitudeMarketingBook.com. Mike, this is Jeff. Uh, I'm in the process of reading the book, and I can tell you, you know, for all the listeners out there, it's a wealth of really terrific ideas that I think are easy to implement. So I think everyone should get out there and pick it up. Uh, it can make a big difference in your business. So it's been a pleasure having you on and hearing all these great ideas, Mike. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast today. Guys, thank you so much for the opportunity and keep on doing what you're doing. This is a very valuable service. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Find out more about the quantum marketing system at quantummarketingsystem.com. 